When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online, brought to you by Giovanni's. A Cardiff City win, finally to talk about after three defeats. Uh, no Paul to talk about it, unfortunately, but just myself, Dominic Booth, and Nathan Blake. Nice to have you here, Nathan. How are you doing? How are you doing? Little, uh, a change of studio at the last minute because we were a little bit too cold. In the yes, 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 yes. In the big boardroom. Showing our, our sensitive side there, yeah. weren't we, uh, Showing my age, mate. <laughs> get wrapped up warm. It's not been a, a nice week of weather, has it? But, Nathan, let's mm. get on to uh, the West Ham win. Mm. And a complete shift of mood. Cardiff haven't actually moved anywhere on the table, but mm. the mood has shifted a lot with that 90-minute performance. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think anyone really seen it coming. You know, you've just alluded to me about uh, Neil Warnock uh, calling out myself or Gabs on, you know, prior to the prior to the uh, a game. But you can say what you like. You know, at the end of the day. You know, I've said before, years ago, before you joined our podcast, you know, under the days of, you know, um, it, was, it was manager Russell Slade and people like that. Yeah. You know, we can only call what we see. Yeah. Now, even, three defeats. That was that was what we were seeing. I mean, it wasn't just three, three defeats. Poor defeats. It was yeah. the it was the it was the it was the it was the way we were defeated. You know, and it wasn't just the team. It was the the, the crowd, the whole atmosphere, the whole thing had had gone. Into like a, you know, into a, like a, an, a situation we couldn't explain. You know what I mean? Uh, and you had to ask yourself, you as a former player, you know, that's what you know people. You know, Who was asked to comment? Have on to remember, you know, you're a former player and you've been in these situations. You know, sometimes there's fracture in the camp. Mm. You know what I mean? Now on Saturday's performance against West Ham, you would say, well, there's there's nothing wrong, everything's fine, but. Not just in the camp. You look at the atmosphere at the stadium. It was, it was almost like they drove the team to, to that level of performance. Do you understand what I mean? I mean, West Ham were average, I think, at best. But we just, oh, I think West Ham turned up thinking we are dead and buried. Right? It's strange Cardiff to think City. that, considering Cardiff had yeah. three defeats on the balance. Well, well, no, but I, 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 no, I think West Ham turned up thinking Cardiff are dead and buried. Right, sorry, yeah, yeah? they, 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 they got nothing to offer. Thinking, yeah, it'd be so all too they're easy. thinking we'll just, we'll just like cruise through it. But the performance was from West Ham was as soon as the goal, Cardiff, they, the goal they capitulated. Went in. Yeah, it was right, it was but you know, Cardiff's performance level was probably the best it's been in perhaps a month. You'd say? Arguably. You know? Arguably all season, Blakey. Arguably all season, right. So, you know, where where does that come from and why? But it's okay popping at people. 
Do you know what I mean? It, you know, if, if you're Neil Warnock, it's okay popping at people after you've got the result, you know. But there's certain situations that I'm not going to not say what I think. It's as simple as that. I played the game for a very long time at the highest level, so I'm going to give an opinion whether you like it or not. Do you understand what I mean? I'm, I'm paid to give an opinion. Now, when that opinion is backing and supportive, no one says a word. If you start the question, all of a sudden there's a problem, and that's what I don't like. Uh, I'm, I'm not down with that. I'm, I'm more down with I try and overlook it, override it, and say, right, I'm just going to focus on what I see. And view it with a bit of balance. I think what, what we Absolutely. do on this podcast always and, is balance. And we actually said we hope that it's not splinters in the camp. Mm. We hope that the boys can get themselves together for whatever. Forget about whatever's going on off the pitch. We hope that they could get come together and get a result. So for me, you know, I do understand as well. Uh, a few of the reporters used myself and Gabs and and stood behind us whilst asking the question, rather than asking the question themselves, which is you know. I, I wasn't among those, but I, I, well, <laughs> I know, but I know like that, that did uh, upset. Uh, not me. I, I walked off a duck's back. Uh, Gabs very much the same, but I know. People in and around our circles thought, you know, certain people tried to like throw us under a bit of a bus. But like I say, well, don't worry about it. If you're under a bus, you're just gonna have to let it roll over. You get up and do what you're doing. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you, you, even if you're not paid to give an opinion, you got an opinion, and you're entitled to your opinion. Do you know what I mean? And you can only base that opinion on what you see. Now, you can't take the credit and then expect there never to be no negativity because there's going to be, that's just the, that's how football is, I'm afraid, you know what I mean? And Saturday's result proved it because exactly. we're on one tip thinking this is all going pear-shaped and all of a sudden the team pull out a performance and you're thinking, wow, and the crowd pull out an atmosphere and you're thinking, double wow. So you're like back on track. So, great. We're not disappointed by that you know we're not here to say oh we hope they lose so we can jump on someone you know, no you I think we said last week didn't we not th- bothered. there are reasons why it's going wrong but we hope that it, right. turns, it turns on its head right it's like it would be like me saying now this week to all those fans who are saying oh Sean Morrison shouldn't be in the team what, what are you saying now then you're all wrong weren't you yeah. well, no you're not wrong you're entitled to your opinion you know what I mean if you feel that you're allowed to speak that and you know so managers coming for pundits, eh, you know, I'm like, you're entitled to it if you want to, but you know. It's just so so many people just listen to you, Blake. Absolutely, and it, it's you know, just just you know, I'm, I'm not going to get into a tit for tat. No, and we and we we silly like you know, I'm I'm going to see I'm going to speak of what I see like Saturday. I can honestly say, arguably the best performance of the season. And I was going to come on to. And, you know, there are probably several reasons not to do with team spirit, improved team spirit, dented team spirit as it was. Probably more on the field reasons why... I know what you're getting at. Why... Certain players being back involved. Certain players being on the top of their game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Victor Camarasa for a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Camarasa, I think Murphy... Ho- Hoyland I did actually so Hoyland, wasn't uh, well I did actually feel sorry for Junior because we were saying him out of the team the week before but it was probably because he looked like he got mashed up fingers 
and and that's really difficult to, to play when you're slightly unbalanced. It sounds strange, but anyone who plays at any level knows you know when you hurt your fingers or your hand or something when you're trying to do things like usually you brush people off, you're really aware of it and stuff like that. But the start and the way he played, Junior, you know, uh, we've said before whether he truly believes that he is top class, but he is. You know, if he, if he, you know, he, he, he's the difference. He can be a, he can, he's, he's shown that this season and so many times last season, but he can be the difference. He definitely can. I thought he was one of the best players in the championship but last look, season. We posed the question last, last week. Who's the one player who could really change things? And we said, well, Zahor. Yeah. Right? Zahor on his day can be, you know, a very difficult proposition for any defender. I think I said Camarasa, to be fair. You did say Camarasa, but on his day, he's going to be naughty. But Hoylet can be. You know, Murphy can be. So, you know, we've got three or four. Mendes Lang can be destructive, Mendes yeah. can. So you've got players that can do it. I thought was out of this world. His energy I, thought, was I thought he was brilliant. Unbelievable. So, you know, there may be a reason why, like you say, we've gone from poor performance, poor, poor, poor performance, and a real poor performance, uh, yeah, the performance, to all of a sudden then you chuck those boys back in, whether they needed refreshing in a week off or whatever, or poor, you know, performances kept them out, and Neil Warnock was trying to make a statement, but whatever's happened, it's worked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not bothered. I'm not going to get caught up tit for tat. All I'm bothered, we won. So we're back on track. So we focus on those results now and try and get more of the same. When we talk about Hoyler as well, and probably one of the reasons we'd spoken about um, before the West Ham game about the three defeats was an inconsistency in Warnock selections, people coming in and out. The system was a little bit confused. I thought at Wolves it was particularly confused, mm. trying to fit people into the team where maybe they didn't fit. Mm. He went back to almost the tried and trusted Warnock Cardiff yeah. formula. Yeah, Two yeah, wide yeah. men. Yeah. Nias, I thought, did very well, other yeah. than his finishing yeah. down the middle. And then the midfield three, very, very compact. It was almost like, yeah, that's how we play. That's, yeah, that's yeah, how just, we get results. Listen, we had, I think we had 20... Five thirty percent possession again. <laughs> West Ham had, oh, West Ham had seventy percent. I've always maintained we do need to take better care of the ball, right? But what you can do with with that sort of tigerish competitiveness, that that hunger, that desire, you're going to catch. Even now, you're going to catch people off guard. West Ham turned up thinking we're top sixteen, and you're already gone. And we're just going to play about with you, and then we'll probably beat you one or two nil. Well, it's a rude awakening. You know, you could tell by the manager's reaction, he couldn't believe that they were so complacent. Mm. But as Cardiff City, as the players, you've got to take advantage of that. And they took full advantage of it. Credit where credit is due. I am, that's why I say Dom. I'm not, I'm, I don't do things for effect. We just look, we analyse, we give our opinion, right? We want Cardiff City to succeed. We want Cardiff City to win. We want Neil Warnock to do well. We want every player to do well. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you want the best for what your club is. You want the best for them. So, great performance. But still, there's something I would say we can improve on. A stat we can improve on. Ball possession. Because it's okay when they're down. But when they're up and at it, and, you know, teams come like Watford's and Everton's and nick a goal or two, 
it's very it's it's so difficult to get back in the game if you hardly got possession of the ball. But on Saturday's case, it didn't count. There'll be some games as well coming up this season. I think, especially the Cardiff playing Burnley and Fulham both away from home. Mm-hmm. I mean, both those teams will probably expect to have more of the ball than Cardiff, but mm. neither are. Fantastic teams. No, and neither should dominate you with possession. And exactly, yeah. Right. Shouldn't go there trying to. Right. Have None of them. Ball. Even if you look at at a, a sixty forty situation for Cardiff, it shouldn't be like a seventy thirty position. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That 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 for me, that's that's giving too much to the opposition. Do you know what I mean? And not not forgetting Cardiff are at home, yeah. And you can have a style of play, but I've said and we've said previous even when we've won games well we've won Saturday but I'm still saying we could do with retaining more possession of the ball why because when you lose games you look and you think well if you've got 25% possession of the ball and you concede early or you concede a goal it's in- incredibly difficult to get back into the game and you put a lot of pressure on your defence because you, the opposition holy, have got that much of the ball they'll keep probing and holy, they'll keep testing you holy although with Superman in goals you ain't got much problems man doing alright isn't he alright he's beyond alright I think he's you know like I said I think Manga as well was was brilliant but um, I don't know probably average is probably just edging player of the year for me so yeah. far maybe just edging I go oh, one, two, three. I think Etheridge, then Manga, then Camarasa. That's what. I, that's how I'd I'd rank it at the moment. Gold, silver, bronze. Okay, okay. Not sure. I I'd agree with you. Uh, bronze. Okay. Who, Camarasa. Who do you go for in that in that slot? Uh, Bamba's got to be up there, probably. Yeah, I, I I haven't even thought about one, two, three. To be honest, with you. I just thought between the winners. Between those two. It's probably between those two. Yeah. Should talk about a little bit about Josh Murphy because. Mm. Again, like you say, it's easy to talk before the game. Warnock, before the game, said something interesting on his Friday press conference. He said, almost said, Murphy's been very poor mm. in recent games and in training. Mm. And I felt as soon as he said that, Murphy's going to play on Saturday and I think he's going to play well. It was mm. almost like a psychological, a mind game thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we saw a, a that's real... where that's where Neil's tactic. That's where Neil comes into his own. Though. Yeah. That's really fifty years of football. Motivated him. Uh, Absolutely, Murphy, didn't it? kicked him up the backside, up the derriere. You know, because what, what's what's Murphy lacked this season that he managed to show against West Ham, in your opinion? Uh, Murphy and his personality is not an aggressive guy. He doesn't come across aggressive. But if you noticed one one thing, which I think most people won't pick that one, you scored after four minutes. Everyone was on. Everyone just went up. Levels, when, when you know there was a belief, a, a, a true belief. I always say, I've said this before on the show. There's a difference between when people say, "Yeah, I believe we're going to win," and truly believing you're going to win, right? Because often people say it for effect. Before the game, not many believe. Right, I don't believe win. it, right? So I look at I look at Murphy, and I think incredibly talented. As you know, I've always liked him, and I've always fancied him as a nine. Maybe he ain't quite got the aggression to play there. But he can be devastating on his day. He can be absolutely devastating. And I think, you know, you've got to take that self-responsibility as I've... Listen, it doesn't matter if 15-year teammates perform at the level two or three. You've got to personally try and perform at the seven, eight, six, seven, eight, nine consistently 
over the course of the season. And if you do that, you can affect other people, but he's not that he's not like a Bamba figure. He's not gonna he's not like a Gunnison, he's not gonna rant, rave and what have you. And you you know you have those different characters in your team. Right? He's a typical winger in a way, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. They can be yeah. a bit in and out. Yeah, right? yeah. Like Although say, I played winger, Jot, uh, mate, and you know, I classed you as a striker. Mate. Yeah, yeah. No I know, I know. But I was a winger from from birth, really. I was a winger, and I'm very much like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in eleven aside yeah, football, I seen your crossing though. Either, yeah. But with Murphy, <laughs> you feel like, like you say performance level. It's either an eight or it's a four. He doesn't seem to have well, any, that's the, anywhere in between. Well, that's the beauty of of, of consistency, Don. You ask any manager. They f- two things they say is rely on trust. I've got to trust my players and I, and I want to rely on them. Right? Now, if you ask me a Warnock, would he rather an 8 and a 4, and, uh, a 9 and a 2, uh, a, 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 a 10 and a 4, or, or would he rather a 6, 7, 8, a 6, 7? You'd go with the consistency because you yeah. know, right, I'm going to build that because he's going to be doing this. He, so when you're putting it together, you know, you know what each part of the jigsaw has given you, but I think if if he can find that consistency of his lowest being like a six, and his better games being often seven eight. I'm not talking nine tens every week. I'm talking seven eight. You know, because when he end, has his better games, he, he contributes defensively. Like you say, he's a bit more aggressive. He gets the tackles in. He works mm. back, helps his full back out. Mm. We almost expect him to do the the attacking stuff. As a given, mm. I think that's the difference. Well, it is when you're when, level. well when you're a player. If if I was if I was talking if I was talking to um, Josh, I'd be saying to him, you know, what all I'm asking you to do is give me your best every week. Right? It it sounds simplistic, but it is difficult to get that consistency. Right? Now in training, you might say, right, we're going to just do, you're going to have your session and. Right, Murphs, you're going to come over and do... Just beat the full-back. And I'm going to say to the full-back, sometimes, not, don't allow him to beat you easily, but allow him to beat you. Get him into that rhythm of going past people, whether he goes inside, outside, inside. And, and just build him, build his confidence. Because if he brings what he can do, week in, week out, nine times out of ten, or seven times out of ten, eight times out of ten, between there... He beats most defenders, most fullbacks in the league. I can't S- simply do simply due to his pace. Absolutely, I can't imagine Lee Pelty letting anyone go past him in training. Though, to be honest, I can just imagine him <laughs> yeah. crunching him every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he doesn't yeah, have let him go past you a couple of times, Pelts, and then pull him out of the stand, and then let him go again. Yeah, rebuild yeah. his leg, and, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, and then carry on. Yeah. I mean, Pelty's another one, fantastic since uh, coming back into the team and showing why. You know, we talk about the manga thing so much, centre back, right back, but Pelty's performance at right back. Just make you think he's got to play there. Yeah, but you know what you're getting, Dom. Yeah, just said that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's another one. I know. I know. Yes, and I always say, but for me, Pelt has never struggled with consistency. He is the same block of seven, eight, six, seven, eight every week. Where where he struggles is when you're asking him to become an attacking fullback. Yeah. Right. He's not an attacking fullback. He's a cruncher. He's a muncher. He's going to sit in and he's going to... If they've got a dangerous winger, we'll be tired, mate, because he's going to put it on him. right? And that, that's what I love about it. That, that right-back position, if you're not going to play more attack-minded, if you're going to sit in and become a counter-attack team... Perfect. 
perfect. Yeah. Why? Because you're not going to be asking Pelts to get beyond Murphy or Mendes Lang or Hoyler, who's having fit. You're not going to ask him to be getting beyond on the counter-attack. No. Once we break, you sit, full-back sit, and the wingers are the ones who go flying forward. So, yeah. I said a lot that um, Felipe Anderson went off after 45 minutes as well. I probably said a lot about Peltier's performance. No, Peltier's he's kind of player who leaves a little bit on you here and there, even when he doesn't mean to. Yeah. He's horrible to play against. I wouldn't look forward to play against him. No. And I was really aggressive. Yeah. No. And he, I, I would Anderson's ask, no slouch, is he? He's no, he a top is, player. He is. He's like walks on water sometimes, that player. He, he's brilliant. So, you know, that gives Peltier a lot of confidence as well. So now Cardiff have this... Strange break. None of us know really what to do with ourselves. Uh, international <laughs> football, FA Cup football. It's a strange like, time, isn't it? It's like, so yeah. it says you get into the crescendo. It's like break. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd probably chill. Be, yeah, yeah. You probably. I know I loved Christmas, but you'd probably be better taking it back to say the end of January then or something like that, and having that. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what happens in this three week break? Just as we talk about that, someone's going to break up this podcast. Uh, who's, who's walking in? Paul Abandonato's walking oh, in. Oh, oh, how's the podcast? Yeah, oh, we're flying, mate. You've, we're missed flying. All the, you've missed all the exciting chat, Paul. Okay. You can listen back to it, though. We're asking, I will. We're asking Blakey what happens now for Cardiff. How, how do they deal with this ridiculous break in action? And how do they continue the momentum was what I was going to say. Yeah, Blakey, that's... From that, the West Ham. Yeah, that, and, and that is the worry, Dom, is... Um, the momentum is, as we've seen so many times, it's huge. And especially for Cardiff, it's, it's you know, there seem to be everything seemed to be back. Players seem to be back. Crowds seem to be back. And just at the time when you're thinking, okay, you know, we, we can go now. You, you almost want another game two days later, don't you, after the West Ham game? Yeah, well, you miss the Brighton game now and you go to Chelsea, don't you? And that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big ask. Although Chelsea. I think we've said, Paul, okay, I might as well get you involved here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> of all the games against top six teams this season, is Chelsea at home the one you'd fancy the most? Uh, just to rewind quickly before I answer that, what could have been worse is the horror run has continued against West Ham and then it would have been a long, long, long 20... Well, it's more than that even, mm. Blakey, three weeks. It would have been a long 22 days to lick your wounds mm. so at least they've gone into this God, big period time, on it? a bit of a high yeah yeah. yeah because they've lost the um, Brighton you know, game to lost, FA Cup football Brighton game yeah. they've obviously mm. lost international mm-hmm. the international breaks which are much longer these days um, I know what you mean I, I actually watched Chelsea was it last weekend when they played Wolves I thought they were awful mm. uh, they, they, Hazard's got a wonderful goal in the in the last minute but you know they can, they, do you know I watch a lot of Chelsea and I spend a lot of time at Chelsea honestly Paul the season that they won the league they nicked it off um, Man City were in it Tottenham were in it yeah. a few, and they won it they had that type of team do you know when they're ready yeah. They can they can match Real Madrid, they can see, match Barcelona, they can match Juventus, see, they can match and do you know what the great thing about Chelsea is? They got a mentality and they say, No, no, this is Chelsea. We are Chelsea. We are one of the biggest clubs in yeah. the world. Yeah. The players say that. Yeah. So do you know like when they when they're ready, you know, I know they were average against Wolverhampton, but you know, when they're ready to turn on 
I agree with that, Blakey, but they yeah, can drop off. Oh, they can. Yeah, they can. They've got, they've got they a can. real lapse in them. They can. They've, they've got William Hazard and and, and um, Higuain now, haven't they, and Pedro and people like that. So, you know, there's no doubting their, the flair they've got going forward. I actually do think their defence is more suspect than it's probably been for the best part of a decade or more, Blakey. Yeah, I would I agree really with do. that. I would agree you with know, that. Aspilicueta has not been on fire. He's not the player that he was. Luis suddenly looks more suspect in a two rather than a three. Mm. Rudiger, I'm not totally convinced about. I'm Rudiger, tempted to put Callum Alon- Patterson on Jorginho uh, Alon- and give him a push in Alonso, about. You know? Alonso is more of an attacking left. You see what I mean? And Alonso's so, not been in great form. You know, Jorginho, rightly or wrongly, is getting a lot of flat. Kante is supposedly playing in the wrong position. But for he's brilliant board, still. But he's a, one, he's a world-class yeah, player. So, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> there comes a point. We, we've said this previously on the podcast, Dom. There comes, like, Cardiff's, Cardiff's fate is determined by what they do with against the teams around them. That's been the case from the start of the season, and it's even more apt as they get ready to play Brighton, Burnley, and Crystal Palace. Yeah, Fulham as well. And f- yeah, Fulham have gone though. Yeah, well, Fulham away is right, not Fulham, a given. Fulham, Fulham, you've got to take but, all three but, points. Yeah. yeah, but they particularly got to beat Bright, uh, Brighton and Burnley to drag them back into the mix more. But there comes a point where you know you you do see these other teams getting these results or good performances against the top six sides and even though the gap is humongous well, that was the second and, wasn't and, it Southampton and, beating yeah, Spurs and so why can't Cardiff have a go at it and maybe Chelsea can be vulnerable on an off day well yeah. everyone can be vulnerable no but they're, yeah. they're more vulnerable I would say Blakey than they, a Man City or a Man United or a Liverpool yeah they, at this moment you know? in time yeah you, you kind of you're not sure what you're going to get from but Chelsea projecting it forward even further Dom in terms of the top six that game against Liverpool down here, whenever that is, is it late April? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you think they're going for the title. City are looking to stay up. The atmosphere at that one, Blakey, is mm. gonna is gonna eclipse anything at that stadium so far this mm. season. Absolutely rip roaring that's gonna be. And again, you know, they've got to look to. I think the atmosphere. Apart from the two or three games recently, the Everton game was the only home game. Games, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah that or, was the only. That's that was. That was that was why you know you, you really started to get worried because all it was the, the first time. Yeah, all the atmosphere. The atmosphere has been brilliant, mm. ninety plus percent of the time. But I think against Liverpool, it'll go up another level again just because of the Liverpool fans mm. that are coming down and looking bring to earmuffs then, mate. looking to win the title. You know, mm. and remember Liverpool have got a massive following in Cardiff, Blakey mm. as well. Mm. You know. Mm. Less of that. Uh, Matt Wright here, <laughs> here says that United, he says he's <laughs> a Manchester boy. Isn't he? He don't, sa- don't swear at him. Matt Wright here says, um, <laughs> do Cardiff actually need to take points from a top six team to avoid relegation? Because I, th- I they think, haven't. I think of course, you do. Maybe I think I think you do. I think at some point you need that. I, I always allude to the the last time we were in the Premier League and uh, and right off the get go they done Man City mm. at home. You do need those surprise results, you know, because those teams fighting relegation, your Burnleys, your Southamptons, your Crystal Palace, they will pick those results up, simple as that. And, you know, you can't rely simply upon six-pointers against the teams around you. You do need to pick up points off your Everton's, your your Tottenham's, you know, your, your Arsenal's, those kind of teams. You do need to try and gather, even if it's a point, and have Cardiff really come close to doing it? I, I, they haven't really, Arsenal, have they? Maybe. Yeah, the two Arsenal games they played well. Yeah, but I would say Arsenal was probably against the top six was probably 
the two games where I thought like we gave them a real good game. Yeah, I mean, especially you know, away from home. Yeah, you weren't looking at a massive gap or nothing between us. We weren't. I think. You know, I think why why it's relevant now is you know with is it nine or eight games left? That's no, nine games left. Nine games. Four and five away. I think why it's relevant now is because what worries me is with Fulham and Huddersfield so adrift, Blakey, and teams taking points off them all the time. Yeah. What worries me is that that 18th place position, you might, you know, you might need 40 points in that position to stay up this season. You know, you've got teams like Brighton. Oh, we're 28 at the moment. Yeah, I would say we're going to need. I was, I was under the impression we were going to be about 34. I, I would say it's going to be about 38 now. I don't think thir- that's what I mean. 34 mm. is not. So I think you might need to get 38, 40 points. And if there was a demoralising aspect of a brilliant performance, that for me, I don't know what you've said about West Ham. For me, that was the best performance of the season. We they did actually, say that. They yeah. actually played some football for a change mm. and 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 missed clear cut openings as mm. well which I didn't worry about because against Wolves there wasn't a single clear-cut opening created from what I remember. But, um, you know, if there was a slight demoralising factor, it was to learn that Brighton had won and Southampton had won and Newcastle had won. It's where it is though, Paul. That's where it happens. No, but that's up the ante. So, so, you know, you've got teams there We're all fighting for it. 33 points already and things like that who City could drag back in. Mm. And, you know, when you're on 33 points, you're only two wins away from 39, Nathan. Do you see Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, I think Cardiff Summer have got to get up to that I do, Paul. 38, I do. 40 point rate. So they might have to take something off of Chelsea or Liverpool yeah, yeah, to, to do agree. that, you know? Mm. Excellent start. Paul, Paul's coming in, you can't stop him talking. Since well, he he's got into straight into it, isn't he? I could see when we walked past him earlier. He was itching for yeah, his team. without me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry for starting with that, Paul. Very important meeting was to, be, uh, was to be had with your presence, wasn't it? Right, let's have a, a quick break then, and they've got a lot of questions for Blakey to get through. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk So Blake, we'll start with this one from Emir Wynne-Jones Emir Wynne-Jones, what a great name Sort of following on from what we've just spoken about in a way but about how Cardiff may tackle those games in detail. He says, is it best against the top teams to do a big defensive job on them? He says, everyone seems to shove 10 men behind the ball and rely on goal difference, you I would, know, I would like look, what Rafa Benitez yeah, does. I would, I, I would look at Newcastle, I was going to say, and Wolves. Two teams that sit deep, and especially Wolves, create, uh, create chances from counter-attack and speedy counter-attack. The one thing you've got to have with counter-attack, and we said this many moons ago on the boot room, I think before you were even here at Media Wales, is what you've got to have with counter-attack is you've got to have pace. And for many years, under under Russell Slade uh, and people like that, what we didn't have was any sort of pace. The only pace we had was in Kadeem Harris, and he was never played. And even under Trollope, Trollope started putting him at right back, which we never understood in the boot room. So if you're going to play, if you if you're going to concede possession anyway, which what we do, right? Because we're usually seventy thirty balance. What you work on is right. What happens when you win the ball, right? And that's what something well, that's you what can the say. Game showed, wasn't it? Yeah, when you win the ball, explosive. Right, wingers go. Camarasa gone. You're gone to support the striker. Nias, you know, Nias, yeah, Nias. Camarasa gone to support him. Two wingers fly in, and then you've got players 
like Arta and Gunnison, who can both pass the ball, can find a, a Camarasa, can find a Nias, can find a Murphy, and you work on that counter-attack. I think, you know, that is so relevant for us at the moment. That, if, you, if Those are little things that are going to make going to help you stay up that yeah. team had real pace on Saturday didn't it yeah it was it you was know, naughty two, two wingers and the striker yeah really quick the full backs quick um, they were okay the midfield trio are not quick but none, of, none of them are slouches I'm not sure Peldia would be, uh, he'd be he'd be thanking you for calling him quick well he's no yeah, I'm only joking right. I'm yeah, joking but do you see what I mean it's called it's called dressing room band of Paul okay, you'll right. understand it. all right um, so you know they're, they're, you know they're, that had a much better balance to it that team on Saturday didn't it which mm. I'm sure you both discussed already but it but it did the balance was there I've said all along that midfield triumph has got to play together now. Arta, Gunnarsson, Camarasa, I saw them at Leicester, they were magnificent, hunting as a as a unit, did the same on Saturday. And that is one advantage of the break line, Blakey. The walking wounded Camarasa, Bennett, Arta can get themselves fit for the mm. um for the next game, mm. which, you know, they probably they may well not have been. At this stage of the well. season, Paul as well, you are bumped and knocked and bruised. Yeah, but when you and you are gonna have to, you know, it, it's 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 you in pre-season first game of the season you don't go out you rarely go out I don't know any time I can't remember going out on the pitch fully fit I probably was 11 the last time I went on the pitch fully fit right <laughs> so it, 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 but this stage of the season you know and it's been a battle royal you, you you are so this little break fantastic for those players who are carrying little minor or not major, but those ones in between knocks, which may take a week or two. Yeah, this break is ideal for them. And then what I'd be saying, it's like charging the light brigade. Last, right, last, like ten games, nine games. You know, what have we got to lose? Everyone expected us to be in the position. Well, everyone expected us to be too below where we are right now. Right, cut adrift. Right, but we ain't we're in with a fighting chance. You know, West Ham is not the result that gets us. To stay up, so don't let's not get carried away. But you go and try and get a point against Chelsea, even a win, and then you start to you're looking at two good results back to back because you are going to hop back to West Ham, change of confidence, start to pick up points because you know we thought they were gone. We thought, literally, I did on hand on heart. I thought they've gone, they've gone. I think uh, whatever. Cardiff do do in the next couple of weeks they need to wrap Victor Camarasa in cotton wool don't they put him in a lock him in a padded cell or something tell him yeah. not to go outside yeah. and look after his uh, all his his veil, various ailments more what, questions what about this one from Tim Burns really good one I think. all right Timothy he says um, should we survive this season two or may, maybe even three of our key players are on loan the summer would either see the club retaining their services buying them or replacing them he says those three, Arta, Camarasa and Nias, if Cardiff stay up, how integral is it that they stay? Well, they have become, I'd love to see all three. I'd love to see all three of them stay. You know, I do think Nias, if he gets a goal, will start to score goals. I don't think he's ever going to be prolific, but I still think he can get you ten goals in a season, definitely. So I think it's it, it's not imperative because you can go and get other players of similar quality, um, but to 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 galvanise that team spirit, that camaraderie, 
you try and keep those players involved. Now, you might have a situation with the, the lad from Liverpool, what was his name? Uh, the midfielder who didn't come back. Gritch. Yeah, you might, you know, he might be wanting to go. You know, Adam might get approached by a Watford mm-hmm. and think, "Ooh, that's a better proposition for me." You know, they, it, it, when they're on loan, well, it, it is just that they're loans. But it's I wouldn't, I wouldn't, as well, I wouldn't it? worry too much about going back into the market in the summer and picking up that abil- that kind of ability again. You know. There was a striker I mentioned a few months ago. Um, he played for Juventus the other day, Moise Keane. You know, he scored a couple of goals. He was someone I was saying earlier on in the season, you know, get your stuff sorted right, go over there, the club, and go and pick him up. I will try and get him on loan for, for the season. Because, you know, you need that, that striker who wants to prove himself, you know? So... I wouldn't worry too much, but what I would say behind the scenes off the field, Cardiff do need to get the transfer policy and the scouting and the recruitment. They need to get that tied up. I think they need someone alongside Ken Chu to help Ken Chu. And after recent situation, I would say you know, it, it becomes an in-house thing now. It's not down to the manager. Yes, the manager says these are the kind of players I want and you select the type of players that fit into the philosophy you're playing but it's handled and recruitment and if Neil leaves tomorrow do the club have their own scouting and recruitment people in place or are they Neil's people in place that's where I say the change has to happen for Cardiff to progress and so much I guess is in flux between now and the end of the season staying up or going down Cardiff will need two different contingency plans in place, really. One if they go down and one if they stay up. Absolutely. I think you said the same. Well, the beautiful season. thing is they're not, they're not paying out ridiculous wages. So when they go down, the, probably the, the, the highest paid players are on loan, probably. So when they go, you, you, you can make a choice if you stay up or go down. You make a choice wherever you want them again for next season. They'll probably make a choice if we go down, not the return to the club. So, you know, going down... It's like if Fulham go down, they're in a, they're in an Aston Villa situation. Fulham, and it's you know, it's, it's really and you know, the beauty of it for us is we're not. Um, you look at Stoke City. You look at the, you look at West Brom. Look at West Brom, by the way. Wow, that's all I can say on that one. Wow, fourth in the league. Is that the manager? Wow, but yeah, they're going to have to find. I, I hope Cardiff, Kent, you and sorry uh, to cut you, Paul. Ken Chu and Mehmet and the, the owner. I hope they put together things and put uh, a proper recruitment team in place for Cardiff City. So no one else can influence it. You know, if the manager, whoever the manager may be, says, these are the kind of players I want, the club says, well, these are the kind of players we're looking at to fit into how we want to play, and then the manager should agree because he should fit in with the same philosophy as you. You know? Well, long term, that sounds, can I, can sounds a good idea. I mean, it's fascinating that Blake should mention the Fulham Stoke situation there because it puts it in perspective. Because over the last, well, certainly Dom saw it yesterday, but I've been looking over the last three, four days, thirty odd pages of Cardiff's accounts. Yeah, that they that they registered on the twenty fifth of February. That's a mind numbing job for. Journalists who are not financial experts. No, mate. I, I tend, Thank you. I tend to go on and look Keith, at the end of year accounts if, myself. If Keith Morgan, the chairman mm. of the Supporters Trust, is listening, who is a finance expert, thank you, Keith, for your help in 
helping us to decipher them a little bit, mm. but they paint a far more rosy picture, Blakey, today in terms of the of the um, the overall. Well, of course, because your stadium's that, full. That, than they did than they did before, and you know it's the antithesis mm. of what Fulham Mer- would be like. Well, right now. the stadium's a, full. Merchandise a, is yeah, going. It's a far rosier picture um, that I think lends itself to the opportunity to sign the right players. On the salary. Well, comes ne- next season. Oh, yeah. next season comes is Neil staying? I think you signed another year earlier on the season. Do we go and continue with that, or um, does Neil go upstairs? This is something that's been spoken about. Or does Neil? At no offense to the old man, but at seventy seventy one, does he think right? If we stay up, right, I've got it. I've done it. My work is done in football. I've achieved what I want to achieve. He might think, no, 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 I want to go and prove it that I can do it a second year. Well, so, I think so many of these questions I depend think on these are, down. Yeah, these are so up in the air. But I just hope that, like I say, the the club um, have, have put in their plans in place and, and speaking to the right people. I don't agree with you on West Brom, by the way. I think that West Brom team should be walking that championship with the quality they've got. But that's for a conversation. Yeah, time. well, no, no, no. Let's that's, that's uh, let's have that quick debate <laughs> <Okay>. because <laughs> I, because yeah, yeah, because I, I'm 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 looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah, I'm looking at it like you know, remember you remember last season when Bristol City were at the top and then uh, they went for like a fifteen, almost a third of the season where they didn't win a game. Yeah, you know. You know, spent big dough. Yeah. Yeah. So spending big dough doesn't automatically give you a divine right. No. Right? No. And if you look at Aston Villa, where they are, yeah. with the wages and the players yeah. they got, you look at Stoke City, where they are, you look at Swansea City, who've gone down. How many, I'd be interested to see how many times teams will get relegated, bounce straight back up. Mm. Right? And I tell you what, there's not many. I think it happens less and less. Now. It, it does happen less and less. So, if you said to West Brom's board at the end of last season, okay, I'm going to have you within striking distance of the top two, uh, or in and around, I'm going to have you in the top six, definitely almost guaranteed a playoff position, yeah. and within striking distance of automatic promotion in March, mid-March. When they were miles off the bottom of the looking at Right, looking at... Looking at other Stokes, examples, your Stokes and your Swansea, yeah, and your Aston Villas, and I think they would have snatched your hand off. So, so I suppose, I suppose the comparison would be we can relate this to Cardiff because if we rewind to that memorable Millennium Stadium win when Andy Candle scored the League One playoff mm-hmm. winner, yeah, mm-hmm. Sam Hammam, rightly or wrongly, like the West Ham board now, rightly or wrongly, felt Cardiff should have won that league. They had the, they had the personnel to win that league that season. And they finished sixth, from what I remember, under Lenny Lawrence. But he stuck by Lenny, I suppose. <laughs> and then Lenny took City up in the playoffs. Because they were the best team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Can, can anyone, so, can so anyone can make, honestly tell me that they thought Norwich would be fighting Leeds for the top of the championship this year? Nobody thought that. 
I don't think even it does. It did money on them, didn't I? Did you twenty five to one? Yeah. Once I saw them play at Cardiff with those strikers, I thought, hang on, or Leeds or no Norwich. Norwich. I thought this right. is a serious team, but not many did. To be fair, right? Yeah, so it was, there's, it was a there's, there's a, you know, yeah. like now you're looking at someone like Sheffield Wednesday with Steve Bruce going in. Who, who have you fancying them to charge? Who, who've West Brom appointed? Have they appointed anybody yet? Well, Yukanovich, former Fulham boss, is the is the big favourite yeah, to take yeah, over. Yeah, that would have already been yeah. sorted, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah. 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 So yeah, I take your point, Paul. I think I think when you've got that sort of team, you what I would say is playing in that league because you go from playing once a week to all of a sudden playing twice a week. Yeah, it takes its toll on you. Yeah, it does. And it's 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 not a surprise, but you have to. Everything changes. It's, it's almost right? like you you get the feeling, rightly or wrongly, that, that the board there feel that team should have been at the top. And player wise, I think nothing to do with that. No. And you know it's not. Well, you, yeah, well, you know it's not. It, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, they, they if I walk out on the street now and I see a four-legged animal and it starts barking and it goes up a lamppost, cocks his leg and wheeze, right? What do I think it's going to be? A lion? What I'm saying. What, what <laughs> I'm saying if, it walk, is, if it walks like a dog, backs like a dog. What I'm saying is you almost feel that they wanted the first opportunity nah, to get rid of him. Nah. And as soon as they yeah, lost Yeah, but you've got to ask yourself why. Yeah, all right, well, we won't go to that. But as soon as... Yeah, soon but as that's they, the problem, see, Paul. That's the whole problem well, with the race issue. I, I can't because people don't it, want don't, to go into it. I don't know the... the no, we don't know. I don't know, know the ins and outs I, you know, of it. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of it. But if you're going to have the debate, if you're going to open the debate, you've got to be prepared to speak about what is right on the tip of your I'm, nose. I'm, I'm just talking about you know? like playing-wise, right? I know. That board will think that group of players should be at the top of the Absolutely championship. Absolutely not. Right? Absolutely not. No, Why would the, they? Because they've been in the championship many times. I think, I think they've only won it once. I, I think they're the best team in the championship. Yeah, you can think you're the best team. Yeah. But the best team wins the league. Yeah, of course. Cardiff are supposed to be the, the worst team in the Premier League, and they're proving that they're not. But so. the world. Anyway, interesting. There you game. go. Great analogy, uh, right. Dominic. I'm going to South f- Manchester boy. I'm going to finish the. That's what he said to me. He didn't say Manchester. He said South Manchester. Oh, okay. Uh, South I get in trouble when I say I'm actually from Manchester because I'm from Stockport. But, but you are mind. right. I don't think I don't think Norwich and Leeds would have been expected to win the, to be in the top two in the Championship this mm. year. But know that someone's always they, going to they, be there. They are, they are there. Just you like know. Cardiff weren't expected last season. There are, you know, mm. that's a hard league. Mm. It's a hard league. Right, we're going to finish instead of. Have we got any more questions? Sorry. No, instead of predictions, we're going to finish with a little Cardiff. How did City I do last week? My predictions. Did I do all right? Well, you didn't predict Cardiff, right? You, you said two 0 West Ham, and it was two 0 Cardiff. Yeah, I know. Bad, bad to worse. Yeah, I know. And Palace, That's weren't, why I don't in gamble, there. Palace weren't in there, so you didn't get them right either. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to finish with a little Cardiff City quiz this week instead of predictions. So I've got in front of me Cardiff City's top scorers this season. There are four players on four goals, on four goals, and there are also for some bonus points two players on three goals. Okay. If you can name it, I'll give you first dibs, Blakey, because it's your name on the podcast. On the first person with four goals. Could you? So what? Bamba. You name one. Bamba. Bamba. Right, this so now Paul has to name one. a bit throw that. Paul, Paul. Well, I was going to say Bamba. Bamba. Callum, Callum Patterson. Patterson is correct. Back to you, Blakey. Either someone on four or three. Uh, Hoylet. Hoylet's on three. I was going to say Hoylet as well. You're necking all mine, Blakey. Um, Pressure on Paul. We've got one. Pressure's on Paul. We've got one. Camarasa. Camarasa is right, he's on four. Reed. Reed is right. He's on four. Is he? One really? to, yeah. one See, I knew you didn't know that one. I didn't know Reed was on four. One to name, so. Paul. Otherwise, the points are for, are well, for Blakey. Well, that's got to be uh, uh, Josh Murphy. 
Well, full marks apiece. He's on three. <laughs> hey, we know our stuff. Okay. Who else? Who else has scored one then for Cardiff City this season? Well, how many are we talking about? Oh, there's, there's, there's quite a few. There's, five people have scored one. There's a few. Uh, Including um, not in the league. Gunnison. Gunnison is right. Mm-hmm. He scored one. Danny Ward scored against Arsenal. That's right, Danny Ward. Zoho. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Zoho. Kenneth Zoho has scored Zoho. one. Zoho. There's um, three more. Um, Joe Rouse? No. No? Goodison. Goes back to Blake, you already said him. Oh, did I say Goodison, did yeah. I? Uh, I would go with uh, Mendes Lang. Yeah, he scored against Arsenal. Yeah, Good goal, goal. I season. his goal. So there's one more league goal and one goal in the League Cup that you've not said the scorer of. I don't think Harry Manga. Manga scored in the League Cup. Blakey's running away with it. I don't think Harry Arter scored, has he, Blakey? I don't know what you're asking me for. It's a competition. <laughs> the last one? The last <laughs> That's I like the way you do that. That's called cheating. No, that's kind of that's the kind of stuff my mum would have done to me years ago. Yeah, and you would have gone. Oh, I yeah. Gone, da, da. I got a feeling Kadeem Harris scored a goal. Well done. He did, mate. He did. He scored, he against yeah, yeah. scored against Fulham. Fulham scored against Fulham. That's a pretty good going, Blakey. Yeah, well, a couple of wrong answers from Paul. No, so I'm giving the points to Blakey. I think, well, I think it was a, I think it was a joint effort. I it's think that was very good, very good, very good effort, and yeah. Tweet us at Cardiff City Live if you want more quizzes for the uh, for the chats between now and the end of the season because I think it could be a could be a goer. That'd be good. That would every week for a fan to write in a little one of one of his little yeah little teaser. Blakey's teaser. That was yeah Blakey's teaser. That was that was a good one, Dom. I like that. All right. Well, uh, right. we'll be back just before the Chelsea Save game. My predictions to well. uh, yeah to right. get Blakey's all important predictions. <laughs> Uh, and look ahead to the rest of the run-in for Cardiff City. All right, well, from the three of us today, it's goodbye and thank oh, you. Oh, can we just say, Go on. sorry, good luck to Wales. But yeah, big games. In both, both codes, football and rugby. We'll be winning the Six Nations. I can't believe you mentioned yeah. rugby on this podcast. Well, you know, it's it's every so often when, you know, I'm, I'm a glory supporter, and I? It's not old man. So, <laughs> right? not only, football, you only sing not when you're winning. They'd be singing to me. You only sing when you're winning. I'd be saying, that's right, yeah. So, good luck to the boys, and also good luck to the uh, footy as well. Yep. So we get some uh, positive results and some momentum there too. Big grandstand weekend to come in Cardiff, and I'm sure Paul will be delighted if, if I plug Wales Online and say you can read all about the Six Nations on Wales Online. Over the there. Best coverage. Grand Slam winner. Good luck. Blakey's right. Good luck to Ryan Giggs in his first um, major qualifier against Slovakia yeah. on Sunday week. Come on, Wales. At Cardiff City Stadium, I might add. Excellent stuff. Thank you both for your contributions today. Remember, you can listen to us on Acast, Spotify, iTunes, or, of course, on Wales Online. And the podcast is brought to you by Giovanni's. Thanks for listening.